0: Thank you. crossing the bridge. It's right here that we have intimate conversations at the intersection of music and technology. We explore how artists and builders leverage tech to fund projects, forge their creative identities, and build community amongst their audiences. What is Tribly? Tribly is a rewards-based crowdfunding and e-commerce platform built for musicians and their fans. Our mission is to help artists earn more money and form stronger communities using emergent technology. You can learn more about Tribly at TriblyMusic.com. I'm your host Jack in the way but you can call me Jack and today I'm excited to share our conversation with Rara Rara is a multidisciplinary artist musician filmmaker director singer performer community builder and so many other things um, so without further ado let's get into the conversation. <laughs> There's so many things we could talk about in this conversation. We have so much shared context, but I definitely have things like that. I feel like I've never really gotten to talk to you about just like as friends and as like collaborators and, and just homies um, that in the context of a podcast is just, yeah, is just like really it's really nice to be in this context and like be able to ask you questions in a way where I might know some part of the answer because of conversations we've had, but it's also nice because I'm asking them in a fresh way because the people, someone listening, as in you listening right now, doesn't have the answer to it and, and gets to hear. So the first thing that I want to ask you is, from your standpoint right now, like today or this week or, or maybe this month, could you describe what it is you do as a creator, whether that's like the title you have for yourself as a creator, or, you know, you don't have to label it if you don't want to, and just talk about like what you actually make and what you enjoy making and what inspires you.
1: (sighs) Thanks for the question, Jack. That's great. Um, Who am I as a creative right now? I'd say that the word that I've been gravitating towards is like, I'm in my creatrix era, and Mm. I'm like accepting that era now because um, I just want to create all the time. I want to create all the time, all the motherfucking time, and I want to say yes to all of the ideas in my head because a lot of the times Mm. I have not said yes to Mm. those ideas, and that includes like like for me, my music, my films. Um, and just the art in general that I make comes from a place of, um, trying to act as like a mother to myself and trying to Mm. nurture myself, essentially like it's therapy, (laughs) which I think a lot of creatives hold that too. Um, but that's, that's how my journey in music and film started just it being like a place of sanctuary for me um Mm -hmm. and now with the with the tools that I have that I'm continuing to learn from um I can actually like I don't know make it a a bigger experience for not just for me but for anybody else who's experiencing whatever it is that i'm experiencing i'm witnessing in life um or even like conceptualizing what somebody else is experiencing hmm. which kind of goes i'm i'm like i'm thinking about the the song that i wrote for alex <laughs> it was it was for alex particularly i didn't know if i should like put that on on social media but um like that came from a place of just really deep love for her and Mm -hmm. and my friendship and like the conversations Mm -hmm. that we were talking about, Mm -hmm. the the conversation that we had um, just about like hearts and Mm -hmm. about our lives and perfection. And yeah, it felt really damn good to create something like that. And for me, when I do create, like the initial process, usually it's tears. <laughs> like I'm falling mm. while I'm making stuff, particularly wow. music. Yeah, um, I'm like crying at the uh, at the piano, and then we'll see where it goes from there, right? Like it, it might not <laughs> yeah. be
0: like a, wow. you know, like yeah, a ballad yeah.
1: song. It might it might end up being like a, a rager. Who knows? Yeah. Um. But that's the process that I'm that I am uncovering, and I think that's part of yeah. like living as the creatrix it's if Mm. if the mission and goal is just to keep creating and um also for me like collaborating is a huge part of creativity Mm. um and I feel like that's the that's the thing that I want to keep learning about too um that's I don't know that's just a huge part of the process so giving it away creating it as a sanctuary inside of yourself and then giving it away to make it something different with somebody else
0: Hell yeah. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. I feel like I, I, I start with that question because of how difficult it is. And I think it, it shows a lot about a person's creativity and how they answer that question. Um, so thank you so much for, for just offering, offering Am I allowed to ask that? Yeah, of course. It's a conversation, you know, you know, you're the guest. So, so I'm not going to take up too much space, but especially if it, Uh, helps the conversation. Well, the word that I've been using lately is hyper creator. That's been my, that's been the role that I've used in just the last couple of weeks. I was like, cause for a while I was like digital creator and music maker. And it's like, it's not like that's wrong, but it's so long. And it's like, uh, I don't want to have to try to describe every single thing I do because then I'm just continuing to like make more boxes and the whole mm-hmm. point is to give myself something, a container that is almost boundless. So like a mm-hmm. boundless container. It's a bit of a paradox, but I think when it comes to artists, it's helpful to be able to like use those paradoxes as a way to like get at the truth of our artistry. And so for me, like I was inspired by like the hyperstructure um, article that uh jacob from zora wrote about and just mm. about like we need more hyper structures. like we've got a lot of base level great tools and things but we need more things that aggregate and put those things together and i think that like a lot of people have referred to me as like a jack of all trades which is funny because my name's jack too but i think that is like a hyper like to be a jack of all trades or to be somebody who's multidisciplinary it means that of course you're creating at the foundation level, like I'm literally drawing or I'm literally making music, but it also means that you're able to hold all of those with this, with this hovering sense of, of creativity, um, learning how to use the different skill sets. And so that's what makes me feel like, I'm a hyper creator that I do the creativity, but I also have this like hover level where I'm not just doing one craft all the time always, mm-hmm. but I'm much more multidisciplinary. I think a lot of us are that like, I think hyper- I say hyper creator and it's like, it's like my own thing that I just like assembled with, with stuff I was inspired by. But I think a lot of people, especially in web three and stuff are, are hyper creators for sure. And I think a lot of it, I feel it comes from uh, like, Because a lot of us have had to be DIY, like totally independent do-it-yourselfers. And it required us to become multidisciplinary or to embrace our multidisciplinary creativity. And so now we're ending up here and it's like, actually, that served us the whole time.
1: It it feels to me like hyper-creator is like the technological version of Creatrix (laughs) in a way. Or like, it's like tech world just feels that way, informed Mm. with that kind of language And Creatrix, Mm -hmm. in my mind, well, to talk about origin for, like, a hot second, since you were kind of curious about that.
0: Yeah, um, please.
1: I forget the book and I want to find out what that is so I can ask one of my friends who, she's the one who taught taught me about this concept. But there's this book that um, dissects, like, the lifespan of a woman. Um, And it starts with, like, I don't remember the exact term, but, like, the first, like, the embryo kind of thing. Well, that's Mm -hmm. not the right term. And -hmm. then it goes into, like, the seedling or something. Mm -hmm. And then it goes to creatrix. And then it goes to, like, one other thing. And then the final stage is sage.
0: Ah. So it's, like,
1: it's it's that part of the Mm lifeline right now. And I feel Mm -hmm. like creatrix also refers to like how you engage with the world. It's not only like your
0: mm.
1: abilities and like using your art inside of your brain. It's like um, how do you deal with your emotions? Like how do you speak with other people? Um, mm-hmm. How do you engage with the trees around you? Or yes. um, it's, I think it's, it's not only using your creative talents, but it's seeing creativity all around you. uh I
0: see. Yeah. Uh, Yes. Thank you for that clarification. You're talking about a spiritual archetype. Yeah. Really Mm -hmm. It goes way beyond just like art. I see. I had Mm -hmm. I had never heard Creatrix before, but wow, it reminds me of the triptychs that that I've been hearing of the the maiden, mother, crone. As far as maiden, mother, uh, and crone, maybe a femme triptych. Yeah, Yeah. and then and then the masculine triptych of. I forget youth warrior sage. And and when I hear those, I'm like, it's really more of like like maiden youth, youth maiden, everybody has both. (laughs) Then like mother warrior, everybody has both, and then sage crone, everybody has both. But Mm -hmm. um but it reminds me of that.
1: How I said like that's like the woman lifeline, it's it's the feminine lifeline, but like we have life, lifetime, lifetime, (laughs) the feminine lifetime. Cause we yeah. all have feminine within us.
0: Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Could you talk about what led you and you, you said that of some things maybe you came across, but what led you to, cause you talked about sort of giving yourself the mother, mother-like presence like within yourself and, in and, and especially in connection to your creativity. Um, I'd love to hear if you'd be willing to share kind of like where that came from and what that transition was like, assuming it was a transition from whatever it was to before to what it is now.
1: Damn Jack, you're going deep. You're going deep. (laughs) That's what we're here for. (laughs) That's true. Um, okay. Yeah. Well, okay. (laughs) So question is mothering. How did it happen? What were you before? How did you get there?
0: Okay. Yeah. And especially what the transition was like. Like, no need to give details that might not be helpful. We motherfucking but just- in it. Uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, for real. Ooh, um, sometimes you got to, like, preach the things a lot while you're mm. doing it, right? So mm-hmm. then, like, it becomes more more solidified inside sure. of your psyche and your body.
0: Sure.
1: Um, But, I mean... Once upon a time, (laughs) once upon a time, I was a little girl and, um, I was understanding the generational traumas that were happening, that have happened in my family. Um, and I didn't know how to handle that. So then I resorted to, um, controlling my food and controlling essentially hiding by hiding behind controlling my food Mm -hmm. Um, and having that be a space where um, I am trying to understand the trauma that happened. Like Mm -hmm. seeing trauma, I want to feel the pain. (laughs) So let me Mm -hmm. do it to myself. Mm -hmm. And um, since that time that started in, I mean, I feel like it's a lifelong process, but, um, more intensely started like in high school and from when I arrived in college in my freshman year, that's when I decided like, I have to get out of this mindset. And since college, which was 2014, I think, oh wait, 2000, yeah, 13 or 14, I don't know. Um, I was like I started this healing journey of just trying to take care of that and move move past the psyche of like hurting yourself. And I feel mm-hmm. like the opposite of mothering and nurturance is like taking out, like sucking, sucking the energy mm-hmm. out of you, right? So like that's mm-hmm. that's where I was sucking, mm-hmm. literally like keeping myself from having energy of some sort, Mm -hmm. um, through food and through engaging with people, (laughs) engaging with people and actually showing people who I am. Yeah. Cause when you just concentrate so deeply on like controlling that section of your life, um, there's no room for really anything else. But then when I decided to heal, like the thing that kind of kept me going was like, I have these creative ideas in my brain and, I just couldn't imagine myself doing them, um, while being malnourished, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. it's not possible because Mm -hmm. if you want to be working with a bunch of people, if you want to tell a story in the right way, you got to be fully present and fully there. So then I started my therapy journey and finding a therapist is fucking hard. Um, so I've had like 10 or something. I don't, I don't Mm -hmm. know how many, but finally landed on a really really good one right now the transition that i'm stepping into of like yes the healing journey is the transition and like damn it's fucking long time (laughs) like 2014 it's 2022 right now Mm. and i feel like this year or starting in 2020 um 2020 to like now or maybe even 2019 who cares okay timeline is a little bit like that but 2019 Mm. to now I think I've been in like this space of learning learning the mothering that I don't need and Mm. learning the mothering that I do need
0: Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm.
1: that was um cultivated by working with creatrixes um on the internet, working with my therapist, mm-hmm. um allowing myself the space to uh use music as therapy. So like literally writing an album and a um script, which the script is taking me hella longer, but writing an mm-hmm. album and script about this experience. Mm-hmm. Um and Essentially, like, being in conversation with the shadow and being in conversation with, like, the parts of myself that sucked the energy out. Like, where mm. where does that come from? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's it. <No>. And, <laughs> and I guess, like, um, now that I'm in this space of, like, trying to mother myself well, which actually, like, talking about Alex Pretty again, she the friendship that we have cultivated and i think like friendships are are so important and um this year has been an eye opening experience about like the importance of friendships and how fragile they can be um uh without going into like too much detail <laughs> um yeah. and like they are also mothers to me like my friend alex my friend chloe So many, Maya, like, I have so many awesome female friends in my life who are teaching me how to um, take care of myself. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, yeah. Uh,
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I do know. That's Mm. what I'm saying. Beautiful. (laughs) Snaps. So let's let's say, you know, let's take a a time period, for example. So let's say last year um, we both got into song camp, which was our kind of like rabbit hole Mm -hmm. moment into Web3 together. And you and I were in it together. Our friend Alex, uh, my partner, your best friend, were uh, as well (laughs) with us diving in. And Alex was who introduced us to all of this. Um, Mm -hmm. Could you talk about. What the experience was like as an artist, both the positive and negatives, you know, just like what it was like to go into this new sort of ecosystem as an artist. And then maybe mm-hmm. also leading to now, what kind of opportunities you think it allowed you to have both opportunities externally, but also opportunities internally.
1: Yeah. Okay. As an artist being a part of like, I remember my first call with Matt, Matthew Chame, as we know him, Le as I sometimes call him. Um <laughs> and it was it was really great like I was making dinner and showed him one of my songs and also talked about how like um excited I am to just build worlds and stuff and that was when I originally talked to him when electro was like just starting I was really focused on creating like the script that I'm talking about of of the healing experience and so I've, I, read, I wrote like a bunch of scenes up to that point and just like was really stoked to be writing. And then when I got in as like, um, he told me that he wanted me to be a writer there and, or, or maybe I just, I told him I wanted to be a writer there or something. <laughs> but- um Oh no! Yeah, we probably said it at the same time. One, two, three, writer. Okay. <laughs> no, but um, that experience, like I've said this before, um, I think on like a heartbeat caller or on a, a Twitter space when chaos was going loco. Um, that song camp is like a place to explore your dreams, and I felt that during Electra because I. In one lifetime, I envisioned myself being a screenwriter, like by trade that just being my thing mm. um it takes a really long time to do that, and like I haven't published a feature script that is the one I'm working on right now mm. um but but, yeah, doing that and like having the sessions like with you, max, and alex um. And Matt eventually, like, talking about the script and talking about the story and seeing Mm -hmm. where that will will go, even though at many cases it led to burnout and, like, um, us having to change change things on the fly. It also, like, Mm -hmm. showed me the value that I have as a writer um, because when we would make stuff, then I would go write it for an hour to three hours and, like, have something almost complete. And that... That's a really fucking nice feeling to, um, just feel empowered in what you're doing. And like, I felt like everybody trusted me when doing that. Um, and that support, I feel like made, made me show up better as a collaborator. Um, and also like, just, I don't know, made me value myself more. So Mm.
0: Yeah. I mean, I definitely resonate with that valuing yourself, not just as a, yeah, certainly as a collaborator, but also like valuing the skill sets that you have to provide. It's like, I I feel like, you know, at first it was like, that's what song camp is. But then I realized, oh, this is just kind of like what the new internet is for creatives. Like all mm-hmm. of these communities are interested in giving creatives the opportunity to see the skill sets they have and offer the skill sets. It may not be like an outright thing where communities are saying, this is what we're intending to do. Usually it's other stuff, but I feel like that's always what ends up happening. At least for me, it's always Mm -hmm. been that I'm like, Oh, like this skill that I didn't think was that valuable is actually super valuable. And it takes being part of a community and creating collectively to see that. And that's really cool to hear that you kind of had a, a similar experience as well. And that you got to do some of these things that you maybe weren't as close to as you thought before being part of like the electra camp and stuff as far as your own individual career like after having you know been able to be part of these collective projects what are some of the learnings that you were able to that you feel able to bring back how did it impact your individual independent career how does being in web3 impact your individual independent career you know what i'm saying
1: oh my god it's so much <laughs> I think it impacts a lot. While my relationship with Reb3, with Reb3, with Web 3, Reb 3 with Web 3 Reb3, 3, <laughs> Reb 3. Um, mm, no, I really don't want that to go anywhere, <laughs> but, um, while I'm still trying to understand it, just like I'm environmentally, um, and trying to really understand like what each person's intention is being in this space, um. What it's given me is, like, the opportunity to think big mm. uh, and really believe in, like, these big dreams and, like, um, also just share things, share things. Okay, let me, let me like, explain all of this. So I was fortunate enough to um, work very closely to the core team of Song Camp for Camp Chaos. And while there, I was able to see what it motherfucking takes <laughs> to run something so big like that online. And I've had that experience like outside of Web3 on film sets. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I owned a production company for a period of time and like we created films and all of that. And um, that was a big experience of how, we, how to work with like 25 to 50 people to 100 people In real life, Um, but it's interesting to be able to see how how similar that is in Web three, but also different. Mm. Um, And yeah, I don't know. For what I've taken, what I've taken from like the learnings of Song Camp and the learnings of Web three is like, I remember when I first entered this space, I was one super skeptical, and Mm -hmm. two, uh, many of the Tweets that I saw from people who were like leaders in this space were like, you have to be a healed person to be in Web3 or like you have to be um, really aligned, like have very, very deeply connected to your core mission. Mm -hmm. And I think that by seeing those and ingesting those like that has also impacted how I'm trying to move into the space and like um, work it into my own career. And for me, like, the reason that I'm in this space is so that I can be able to, um, like, raise money for my friends so that we can make art together, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's, like, the that's the big idea. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and just get people to be along for the ride. And, mm. I mean, how how the big idea can expand in Web3 is, like, what if it's not just my friends in real life, even though like I have very tangible, like scripts that I want to film and like music videos that I want to film that work with said scripts and stuff. um, I wonder, and this is, I think where web three steps in, it brings a sense of wonder of how can in real life cross with URL with virtual Mm -hmm. life. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Are there people who would want to be a part of that creation. But what does it look like if somebody is like super far away?
0: Mm-hmm. Um, like as you were talking, it was sort of like what was what was coming, like what was being visualized for me and what I was imagining was was just like this free edition that you just put out. That was part of Song Cam's oh, yeah. present materials. But before adding it to that, like what it was just – like as it was there. So to talk uh, maybe a bit more tangibly, because I have to say that was super inspiring for me. I'm getting ready to do my album rollout, but I hadn't thought of like a free edition as a model for like just getting people involved and like, hey, this is what I have to offer. And like being willing to do something that's free because it's so much more than just like like monetizing everything, which the great thing about this new world, new internet, whatever we want to call it, is that there's a way to monetize everything. But because of that, maybe we have the freedom not to monetize everything as well. And mm-hmm. so I'm, you know, I know for sure I'm super inspired by by you doing that, and and definitely going to figure out how I can implement that and hopefully spread that so that artists feel the ability to like really make it their own. Um, but mm-hmm. could you talk about what inspired you to do that? Talk about, you know, of course mm-hmm. your album that's coming up that you're working mm-hmm. on right now. Any and all of that, could you could you speak to that?
1: Yes. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> Thanks
1: for asking. And also I'm really excited for you to drop a free edition and also the non-free edition so that you can continue to do the badass art that you do and Thanks. be funded by doing that. <laughs> um or be supported monetarily <laughs> with that. Um but yeah, what what I had been sitting on this piece, but, like, I made this piece in February of 2022. And, Mm. well, then chaos happened, and and that took over my life. So I didn't have time to, like, continue working on it. I considered putting it out during chaos, but I just didn't feel like it was the right time because I was, like, in a raw place. Mm -hmm. Um, The day that I put it out, I had a conversation with Rem Cycles on Twitter, um, yeah. Rim. Rem. Yeah. And, um, we were just like talking about our, our core missions and in, in life and stuff. And then I sent it to him and I was like, I have this feeling that I should put this out for free. And when I put it out on, on Zora, like it is like an intuition thing too. Right. Um, I just didn't, I guess I also like, since I've never put anything out, um, as my own thing. Like I've, I've been a part of the song camp Mm. mints and the song camp releases on Zora and like on chaos.build. Um, but I've never put anything out independently. So it was kind of a place for me. And the, the project is called work in progress, work in progress. Number one, agape, um, which means unconditional love.
0: Mm.
1: And it's just like this, The whole concept is like, um, am I a lovable person versus how can I still love myself even if Mm -hmm. maybe I make a mistake? Or um, if I just feel this way that I'm not, how can I still show up and love myself? And that goes to anybody. Like, how can you love yourself Um, Mm -hmm. even when you don't feel like you're lovable? But, yeah, so the title, Work in Progress, I chose that because I am. I don't. I don't know how to work in Web three too much. I think I do. I definitely do more than I'm like stating right now, um, because <laughs> I've been working in this space for about a year or so. Um, but yeah, that that was my experience with it being a free mint, because I just wanted to test the waters, kind of wanted to see mm. what it was like to put something on Zora. And then when I saw that it's like you could have unlimited yeah. I- editions, I was like, "Oh, let's motherfucking do it!" Because my like big brain was like, "Man, like if if I pop off, you know, if I pop off in any way, if people if people um, find me and they want to support me, but they don't have like a lot of funds to do it, they can they can get this piece." Mm-hmm for eternity you know like it can it can live beyond me um and it's it's a piece that like it's so motherfucking raw like I produce the whole thing I'm not a producer a music producer um there's there's parts in the video where like the background is just not it it doesn't work like that's kind of an easter egg I'm sure people have found it but like I made this, I have this curtain that's a zebra curtain, but I didn't put it in the background when I was filming the mirror. So you see like my room in the mirror. So it's just, it's mother, it's, it's sloppy, you know, it's a little bit messy and it's, it's definitely a work in progress. And I think that's also like, you know, I still wanted to share it and I didn't want perfectionism to like step Mm. in Mm -hmm. while I was creating this. So that's why I was like, I mean, for something that I put out for ETH, um I want it to be I want it to be a little bit cleaner. But for the things where I'm exploring and where I'm excited to share pieces of my creativity, like that's what intrigues me about putting things out for free. Yeah. Okay, that was a motherfucking long winded way great. to say that. And then I mean The album that I'm working on is called Dear Hunger, and that's also the title of the script. Um, Mm. I'm still trying to find a way to make it meld together, but Mm. right now I'm just creating them independently, seeing Mm -hmm. if they're standalone pieces or if there's something that can bring them together. Um, And I'm working on the album with Gradient. He's the producer, Mm-hmm. and um with a producer named Mao Montecchio um that is from Mexico who Alex actually put me in contact with Good. um yeah and that's i mean yeah that album is the is the one that i've been alluding to of like um it was my therapy it's yes. it's a lot of conversations with how how does one relate to mirrors how does one relate to Um, when like you want to eat something, but then this creature comes in the back of your mind and is like, nope, I don't know if you should do that. Um, how does one relate to like grief and not being able to process it and instead like tell people, oh, I'm fine, (laughs) you know? Mm. Um, so it, it dissects a lot of those things and, um one song that I am still writing and really need to find like an accordion player for it. Um, it's a tango and it's my one song right now that's in Spanish and it's called El Miedo Se Enferma, which I'm going to be performing at your show, acapella.
0: <gasps> Yay.
1: <laughs> yeah. Ah! And um, it's El Miedo Se Enferma tra- translated to English is the fear makes you sick. And that's Mm. kind of a through line of uh, this album and also the script, Mm -hmm. but the script and, and maybe bits of the album, I like really hope will. And this is like, my goal is have moments of comedy because even though like this shit is heavy. um, I think it's really important to make sure that humor is involved with healing Mm -hmm. and also like, I'm curious your thoughts on this too, but, yeah. um, a large part of my healing process. And I think why it's kind of like going back a little bit. Cause it feels like it relates, um, why like my healing process took so long, like 2014, 2022, um, is because for a large part of my time, I like was hyper-focused on my brain and on mm. myself. And then it kept me mm. from living. And mm-hmm. being in the world and, like, progressing on the music that I wanted to make or, like, progressing on the script and all of that. Um, yeah, but then a shift happens. And that's where a life steps in. Mm-hmm. So.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I've been meaning to tell you how much I absolutely adore the title Dear Hunger. Oh, thanks! It is just so. It's short. It's sweet, and but beyond you know, just the aesthetics of it. It's so visceral, both in a, in a way of like, like I can just I can feel the suffering in it. I can feel the healing in it. I can feel the humor in it for sure. <laughs> um, and it's it's just so amazing. I I'm I'm such a sucker for really for titles that are just so poignant and and yeah. that one is one of my favorites i think i've ever heard um and also i've have never heard you know i've never heard dear hunger ever like as a statement as a phrase as anything so the first time i ever heard it was you saying that and it it just ah oh, it just touched me touches me you know like right right in that that chest area
1: yeah it just it has a funny story um
0: <laughs> oh yeah that please title. share it
1: my sister is the one who came up with that title um we were wow. in, yeah we were in Costa Rica and, okay, the original title was going to be, <laughs> the original title was going to be Eat Me Nasty. Eat Me, comma, Nasty. <laughs> that's,
0: that, em- that embraces the humor too.
1: Yeah, yeah. I was kind of like milking it really, really hard. Yeah. That and could be a song title this, though. It, mm, that's a really fucking good idea. Yeah writing it down on a <laughs> sticking note. Yeah. Yeah. Um but uh actually I think I have that line in one of my songs called Sour. Um, cool. Or or a line that's similar to it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh so I had like conversation with some sages in my life. Mm. Um and they were like that title is not good. <laughs> uh, and I was hurt when they told me that, uh, but it, it did leave a mark. And I was like, at one point I was like, fuck it. I'm going to eat me nasty. It's going to be the title. Like it's going to be a fucking yeah. queer, a queer film where it's like this woman who's discovering her queer identity, but also like has her motherfucking eating disorder, hanging over her and keeping her from mm. exploring it and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> because that's like, eat me, you know,
0: yeah yeah ladies
1: come on um but (laughs) anyway um afterwards i you know i was but her but it sat in me still like her saying and she's like somebody who i admire her work and her saying like um no this this no there's a a different one that's coming and then Mm. i went to costa rica and i told my sister to come with me and this was during new year's um Mm. And she ended up coming a week later, and while we were just sitting in a cafe, I was like, yo, I don't know what to fucking name it. And then she said, dear hunger, and I looked across the way (sighs) over our food of mango, fresh mango, fresh papaya, some beautiful, beautiful eggs. And some beans because we in Costa Rica. Oh, and some like rice. She was Mm. like, dear hunger. And that's when I knew. And that's when I knew my sister's a genius. (laughs) Wow. Okay, I'm done. Yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) No, it also sounds like a, uh, it sounds like a double entendre as well. Like, Mm. like, dear hunger, comma, this is what I have to say to you or what I need to tell yeah. you or what I need to heal or what I'm sharing with you about healing. But it also sounds like, a my dear hunger, you know, like my dear, mm-hmm. you know, like my dear, your, and your name is hunger or whatever. Um,
1: yeah. and
0: it just, it just feels like there, it feels, I'm. it's so cool that it was also like given to you. I feel mm-hmm. like, I feel like the best, the best stuff is just given to us. And then we say, Oh, okay, I'll be your conduit. And then, you know, you just, you just let it out and especially since you're like still working on it and you get to have the title that's such a beautiful way to kind of like put it together now because you kind of have that through line
1: yeah it's it's definitely been an honor of like um it makes me question like how it's going to develop too and it's Mm. it's making me ask ask my art a lot of questions too Mm -hmm. and think about like Um, though the process of me making songs is like very organic and, and not very planned, except for like two songs, um, Mm -hmm. one called mirrors where I was like, I need to make a song about mirrors. Mm -hmm. And then the other one called sour, which I talked about, um, Mm -hmm. and I wrote with my cousin Dana. Mm -hmm. Um, but, but yeah, um, it's, it's, it's like the, the title is asking me questions. Um, which is mm. really exciting.
0: <laughs> Title asking you questions and then you write the songs as answers.
1: Yeah. Wow. Cool. Thanks for sharing how it impacted you because like yeah. Like I I want I want this album to be a place where like people can can question their relationship to hunger too and like hunger doesn't mm. necessarily need mm-hmm. to be with food it can be also with like greed or mm-hmm. with um expecting a certain thing in life so
0: yeah yeah i mean i i didn't really get to share much about maybe my own like personal i mean i have a appreciation for it that i shared but my personal connection to it you know i think i it's one of those things especially um growing up as a man it's it's very um it's very touchy to even be able to recognize it within oneself, especially when you're younger. But I've, I looking at it now, I think I believe that I lived for certain amount of years with an undiagnosed eating disorder. That was basically Mm -hmm. just, um, yeah, basically just binge eating, um, as, as that, that's the format. And so like, like hearing the word hunger, it's like, And, you know, I was just, I was filling, I was filling a void that I didn't know how to fill in the rest of my life. Just a constant running, trying to get to the finish Mm -hmm. line and the finish line is just never there. And it, Mm -hmm. and it comes out in so many different ways. Um, and Mm -hmm. so that, I mean, that, that's another reason I think why the title and the concept touches me so deeply is, is not just because I'm like, wow, that's amazing. But also like, wow, you know, I feel it in, in my body, you know, um, Mm -hmm. And and I'm grateful to, you know, for pretty, I mean, pretty much, I mean, like you were saying, you know, these kinds of things we're healing from, we're healing from, not totally healed from, um, mm-hmm. especially because I believe that the root of any of these things that we heal from is a, comes from a separation from the universe that we experienced as ego identities. And it's like, so as long as I'm still Jack and that's the world, I have more healing to do and until i'm mm-hmm. able to identify as the entire universe all itself there's more healing to be done and there's more love to be accepted and more mothering to be had or or i i use the word caretaker a lot of the time for for mm-hmm. myself which is it is it is the mother it's the mother the divine mother within all of us um so i really really resonate with with what you've been talking about and and the concepts and the way that you're approaching it for sure with with uh with the acceptance of the suffering, acceptance of the healing, and awareness of the humor—I mean, I've definitely plenty of times like, like, like the irony and the the hilarity of that time I, I spent—you know—looking and trying and seeking and and just more and more and more. Where is it all? Oh, and like, it was just—it's hilarious because if I just turned around, you know, had that that shift as you were talking about, like, if I just turned around in my mind, I would see that I was the source of the love I was looking for. And it's not, yeah. that's not, that's not just a platitude. It is. And it's for good reason, but it is a visceral, tangible experience. Um, at least in my experience and, and to, to know that that's where like, it sounds like you're coming from with it. It's just so beautiful. I just know that, you know, it's like even if a person doesn't know all the context of everything you're saying or, or the, yeah. or know all of your experiences or know your background that what you create is going, to, it has a, you know, um, for lack of another way of saying it, like a level of consciousness that will impact people in a positive way and bring more love into their awareness regardless, you know?
1: Yeah, let's motherfucking hope, right?
0: <laughs> oh, no, it's already happening. Like it just right, right. Ha- it happened to me, you know, like right, right, right. it's it's too late. It's too late. You can't even hope now. It's happening. <laughs> Like it already <laughs> is happening. It's so now, now it's just, yeah, now it's just cherry on top now.
1: Pack your bags. <laughs> time to go down. Can time to go inward.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let's ascend inward. <laughs> um, yeah,
1: but still like yeah. very much outward because I think that's kind of yes. goes through this. Like I wanna make sure that though this I guess the process of creating whoa, what. The process of creating dear hunger, though it's like a bout of a lot, a lot of like inward shit, and like Mm -hmm. that's hopefully what what it can be for people when they listen to it, um, or that is what it will be for people. Now I'm
0: learning. Oh yeah, oh yeah.
1: (laughs) Um, but the process of creating it is taking it outside of me, embracing the world around me, which I think Mm -hmm. is is a part of also like the healing journey that I'm on. Like by mothering myself. Yeah. Oh, oh, shit. By mothering myself, that means engaging with all of the like mothers around me because yeah. it kind of like goes to like the indigenous concept of mothering, too of like there isn't yeah. one mother, there's a community of mothers. Like a child yes. should be raised by a village, not just right. one person. Right, right. So that's also like now that it's starting to get outside of me, this little baby is going to be raised yeah. by a lot of people, including. Yes. Anybody in Web3,
0: if you would like
1: (laughs) support, please do Um, with some things that will be minted in the future.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Please do. Yeah. So that's interesting because that was the, I felt, I could feel this question, my next question bubbling under the surface. And I was like, hmm, what are you going to be? What are you going to be? And now I I see it, especially with what you're saying now, which is that, that outward um, expression awareness, you know, presence with, with the outward, um, appearances or, or not necessarily appearances and, or even expression, but like just impact. Um, as far as, cause you're also like as a creator or creative or as a creatrix, as you said, like being in that phase of your, um, sort of spiritual life cycle, uh, mm-hmm. um, lifeline, as you said earlier, I actually like that lifeline. Um, <laughs> life lifeline, <laughs> Yeah. Like timeline, but life. Um, yeah. yeah. It, being in that place, it would seem to me that you would recognize, and I imagine you've been thinking about this, um, that it goes beyond just like the art that you had in mind. So it goes beyond the music. It goes beyond the, the film. It goes beyond the writing. And I would love if yeah, especially because I see you as a builder, and I mean builder in like the Web three way, where it's like you're building things, communities. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, and I it, and as far as that outward thing that we are kind of getting to, um, and within the context of what you were saying about like just fl- allowing the creativity to flow and what needs to be created be created, mm-hmm. when it comes to community building and project building and building for the world which includes you, of course, what do you see for yourself in that respect? Do you have ideas? Do you have things you want to see within Web3, within the wider world? Um, Do you see ways of communities and projects uh, uh, taking advantage of technology? I will stop there because I realize that that's a lot of questions already. So,
1: No, I love it. Pile it on. Pile (laughs) it on, Jack. (laughs) Um. Um. That's it. That's my answer. No. Just kidding. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, let me let me separate it. Mm-hmm. Um What do I see with Yeah, I mean, I see a lot of things, bro. Mhm. Uh, I don't, but I'm still trying to figure it out. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Backtracking for a second. The production company that I started in 2016 right when I finished college was specifically a youth empowerment production company where we worked with youth in the community to um, teach them how to be on set, have them be with real film professionals um, who are our friends and uh, teach them about different things like gender identity, consent. um, Mm. What else? Acting like character building and stuff. Uh And I though I haven't like worked with youth since that time too much I've I've dabbled in it a little bit of like um engaging with like there was this one workshop that I was a part of where um I started talking about the term fame with a lot of kids and they were like, I want to be like, are you, they were asking me because I was a musician in a residency program. They were like, Oh my God, are you famous? And I was like, I mean, like, no, (laughs) but, (laughs) but, um, I feel like I can be famous in whatever way, like to, to you right now I am. Mm -hmm. And then I went around the room and like pretended to have a mic and asked like all of them, like, how are you famous? you know and then some of them were like oh
0: wow i'm
1: really good at cooking you know or like i love making videos on my phone or like i really love to sing um Mm. and it just i don't know youth are really fucking beautiful uh yeah and i come from a family of my mom's a refugee um from argentina she works in human rights my dad is in international development and my sister's a social worker who works with People who cross the border in the United States, but who get detained, specifically youth, which Mm. is fucking messed up. There's a lot of messed up shit in the world. Mm -hmm. And I want to make sure that my personal art and, like, the community that I build is either, like, aware of these things or the art is in service to, like... Create change for mm-hmm. for um, specific stuff. And I know that, like, i that's the thing that I have to figure out is how and what do I want to go down a rabbit hole and, like, specifically focus on one thing, like, refugee crisis um, or the immigration law or something mm-hmm. or um, uh, getting youth off the streets. You know, like, mm. there's there's many different paths that I could take. And I think that's, that's something that I still have to think about. And I mean, the through line with Deer hunger is mental health. Um, and I think that that's a, that's an ageless topic. And um, unfortunately, like I see, I see, I see a lot of people in power who are old <laughs> and who have mental health issues. And, I like really wish that they would go on a healing journey. Mm-hmm. I'm going a little bit off tangent, but like the the community that I do want
0: to build. Yeah. So when you think about your, you we we talked a lot about inward experiences, healing, mm-hmm. mental health. You know, creating creativity from an in inside place, and when it comes to outward expression and what you want to see manifested in the world, whether that's you building it or you being part of building it or seeing Mm -hmm. it being built. Um, what comes to mind for you there?
1: Oh yeah. Um, I think creating IRL spaces to, um, like empower people. And I don't know, like whether that be people who are living on the streets, um, or people like youth who who have this idea of like a life that they want to live um, mm. or spaces that are dedicated to um, human connecting with human and human connecting with earth so that we can take care of the earth and like take care of each other um, my like my sister has this... She's, she's a fucking genius, but my sister has this idea and I, I think about it a lot and I don't, I don't know if it's like, I don't know. We both don't know if it's her life, her life mission to do, um, Mm. but like creating a building where there's like affordable housing for refugees and like a program So that they can be integrated into like American society, um, in a way where they're not oppressed, just like a really supportive place Mm -hmm. and, um, how I see myself being a part of it, um, or just a part of healing this motherfucking world that we're on because there's too much shit, um, is through dear hunger. Like I hope that it can awaken people, um, Mm -hmm. in a way where like they'll want to feel more connected to themselves and then, um, feel more connected to life. And ideal dream too, is that like anything that I create, um, when I put it out, on platforms in web three, like have a percentage that directly goes to a cause that I believe in. And, um, that's something that I, I want to, I will likely incorporate it with the first mint that I have that is for mm. ETH. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think, I think until I find like, there's a few organizations that I do have like connect soul connections with and that I believe mm-hmm. in, um, but that'll also be my journey is like continuing to find the organizations that are doing incredible work, um, in their communities and for like the greater community, um, so that I can support them in, from web three. That was like a lot again. I mean, it's, it's all, it's all like, com- I, it's complicated cause I still have to figure it out, you know? Um, how do I want to be a builder? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, I think it's like the other, it's like what I was saying earlier, you're already building. Right. (laughs) It's like you, it's like the, the, I feel like, I feel like so often, I mean, I say this from experience, like we, uh, and I've said this so many times, um, where it's like, I got to figure out how to do this. And that figuring out how to do this is like trying to run across the finish line. And, I think there, I think in reality, we have already crossed the finish line because like we're here right now. Like we've made mm-hmm. it to this particular experience of the moment. And it's like, I don't know. It's like, it's like, it's all, you're already building, you know? Yeah. And maybe it's not so much of a thing. And I recognize this might sound more like advice than just a take, but, but it's advice for me too. Um, That like, like the figuring out part is not, is not necessarily our responsibility in such a, like a, Oh, I've got this weight on my shoulders. I got to figure this out. Like way <laughs> that, that, that part, that part is figured out the way that us water figures out how, where to go down a stream and that right. we can just like sit on top of it and ride down it to, you know, together. Mm-hmm.
1: But I do think that like, like part of me saying, figuring it out is like, I, uh, a mission that i feel in my soul right now or have been feeling recently is find organizations that i want to volunteer with so like by putting myself out there more like i have to i want to i don't want to get trapped okay this might sound a little bit um but like i don't want to get trapped in only like web3 url movement build movement and building like i want to make sure that i am doing like building physically around me. And I think I
0: see, I see. Like
1: that's that's the stuff that I have to, um, I guess, and figure out if this isn't the right word, you're right. But it's like, that's the stuff that I have to listen to that's in ah, my body.
0: Listen yeah. to, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Expansion is like, popping into my head.
1: Ooh, yeah, yeah. Opening. Expand the network, expand the circle,
0: yeah, expand. Allowance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which it does feel like you're right there with it. Like you, it does feel like you are practicing that. I mean, you said you're in the creatrix stage. So Mm -hmm. like you're a creatrix. So, so I mean, that's what it's all about, right? Yeah. That's true. Cool. That's true. Cool. Wow. (gasps) I'm so excited for everything you're going to bring into this world and allow into this world
1: thanks you too dude i mean it's cool to see how you're building like this look at look at this fucking podcast (laughs) 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 like it's so cool these conversations that you get to have with anybody um and then yeah well i'm curious about how you're gonna how do you want to build in the space how are you going to continue building the space as you already are
0: i see three things that are going to be three things that i can tell are part of my karmic journey so to speak like what 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 i've i've been sent here from eternity to like do in time mm-hmm. um and um the first is create and have my creativity impact people positively especially s- positively in a spiritual sense and i think i think i for sure am I really resonate with the creatrix aspect. I think I'm probably more of that than I have ever been in my whole life. I have the least amount of blocks on my creativity than I've ever had. And it, and it's like every day I'm blocking less and less and less. Um, so I think that's the first piece, which I think I'm, I really feel like I'm doing it a lot right now. Uh, but there are two other pieces. Um, and I'm not exactly sure what the through line is going to be. It might be podcasting. I could see that happening. Um, but I see, um, I see building URL experiences, whatever that might be, it might be a podcast, might be an event, might be just the music itself. I don't know that, that has a profound impact on like the level of consciousness of the population of humanity that, that it goes beyond just like my conversations with people that it, that it expands outward. I don't necessarily think that is going to like necessarily mean like fame in the, in the, you know, conventional sense. um, But maybe more like fame in the sense that when you were talking with those, those youth, the, you know, the kids um, about, about it, it maybe more that sense where I'm just, I feel passionate about it. I feel like, wow, this is like great. And I feel right in line aligned, you know, um i think i think ikigai is is a term i come back to if you've ever heard that um yeah ikigai is like it's it's i forget the terms exactly but it's a it's a image and it's a it's a concept where there are like four four circles and there's a venn diagram and it's like what you can make money from what you're passionate about what you're good at and what the world needs and like especially oh. creatives were like I have to be only what I'm passionate about But ikigai is when you're at the heart the heart center of that and that that center part It may not be that like it may not at first look like that dream You had is like as like I had when I was 15 But mm-hmm. in reality, it is actually my dream. It's just I couldn't articulate it at the time and that ikigai is that mm-hmm. that centerpiece and so I see that Happening and I, and me encouraging people to embrace that and recognize that actually everything you wanted as a kid Is in that space even though it doesn't seem like it right now But it's mm-hmm. actually the best way to make make potent your talents and skills and passions and everything um, so I see so I see that in a url way But then then but that's the second piece So the first piece is the creation itself this and mm-hmm. healing the second piece is the is the um um impact in a url sense but then the third piece which ultimately is like if i had to do the triptych where it's like the the youth the the warrior and then the sage the sage part is the irl like and i feel like it it's weird to say this but i feel like it's probably going to look something like me speaking in front of people and i don't know what that's going to be whether i'm like a fucking spiritual teacher or or uh, or or um, it's just me playing more shows, or some yeah. mixture of that, where I play music and talk about my spirituality all in one. That probably would, what what yes. it might end up being. And I like go on tour around, and I just have like free shows or something. Damn, okay, that might actually be the thing, but <laughs> but yeah, and and maybe a book. I don't know. I don't know what what I've only seen other people do it, so I don't know how it will look in this. Lifetime for this guy Jack, Mm -hmm. but it's going to result in that because IRL experiences, which for me have been playing shows, which we have a show this weekend. That Mm -hmm. is like not only is that my bread and butter, that's like where my creative like spark happened when I was Mm -hmm. sixteen and I or seventeen and I performed for the first time. I came alive, and so I know that my highest potential is going to involve IRL um, hosting and welcoming and. Um, leadership experiences in some form or fashion. And so I know that building, building that stuff is going to be part of it. And so I don't necessarily have like totally tangible sense of it, but I actually feel like it might be good to like leave the tangible stuff for, you know, the version of Jack that gets to experience it so that it's that much more like, (gasps) you know, that kind of thing.
1: Yeah, exactly. Let it happen organically. Wow. I wish you answered that first because I feel like my answer wasn't exactly Oh go again. <laughs> go again. Let's hear it. Well, it just makes me think about like the question of like when do you feel alive and how can that mm, I don't know, mm. I love the with the icky icky, man? icky guy. Icky, icky guy. guy. Yeah icky guy. It's so yeah. interesting. I need to look mm. that up. Um but uh uh creating like like circles and a workshop around songwriting, songwriting that particularly is related to like being in conversation with your shadow. Um, I've, Mm. I've -hmm. held a few workshops like that before. And like the Mm. impact that it's had on the people has been really fucking cool. And it's also like when I do it, it feels so natural and it feels like it's not work at all. So.
0: Oh, wow.
1: Yeah. Oh my goodness. That feels really good. And, oh my goodness. and like I mean it would be so cool to make something in person like that which is also yeah. why like with song camp I've always been like let's fucking do a retreat mm-hmm. um because I want to I want to host some IRL like workshops like that
0: yeah
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, uh yeah I mean that's not the only reason why but yeah, yeah that's the the one thing that came up to me and then there's this one image that I had in my head once, which is like similar to what you were saying, and also why I think it's so cool that we're performing together. I've had this vision of like uh, me being on stage and like guiding a meditation
0: mm. while
1: being on stage
0: mm-hmm. um
1: and then and then diving, kind of similar to um when I sang "Dear Hunger" during uh the forefront interview process mm-hmm. um of like yeah a guided meditation but that's more like an actual guided meditation and mm-hmm. then start like a, a set of songs that will hopefully like take people deeper into that meditative state and I don't know can act as a space of catharsis.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And growth. Beautiful. Something that is part of that outward, like building on that outwardness that we were talking about, but is at the same time, maybe let's bring it more intimate, so like you, the listener, you, um, Yada, if you could say something to a person listening, this might be me, this might be yourself, this might be one individual that you have in mind who is a a creative of any kind, you know, it you know, we know we know how expansive that. That um, concept is. What's kind of the the biggest learning, or the potent piece of advice, or just straight up wisdom that you feel like you'd like to offer before we sign off?
1: <sighs> Thanks for that question. Um, hey listener, hey, hey, little butterfly, hey, little caterpillar. Um, the advice that I have is for you to share everything, live your wildest dreams, um, and don't have expectations, (laughs) don't have expectations for what those dreams can be, but trust, trust every single moment that you're living, you know, it's like trust Trust the pain that you're experiencing. Trust the, the easeful moments um, and trust your ideas. Um, this is something that I'm starting to learn more is just like um, taking my doubt away and really allowing myself to just share who I am, share my process, and I hope that you do the same because doing that, I think it can, it's like mirror work, right? Where when you're looking in a mirror and like, there's this one like thing that trended a few years ago, um, where this little girl is looking in the mirror and being like, you're awesome. Like, I love you. You're so beautiful. You're so smart. You have the best ideas. And I feel like doing that if if you're a creative that has to like promote themselves or like put their ideas out there in some way to build a community um, in whatever sense um, that that means, act as if it's mirror work. Like you're creating something to reflect your experience right now and whatever that experience is, whether it's, like, hard, like I said, or painful or joyful or um, intimate or sensitive um, or vulnerable or exciting, enthralling, all of the adjectives. (laughs) Maravilloso, buenísimo, triste, you know? Like, do it. Share it. Yeah. Because if you don't, then you're getting in your own way. Yup. And life's too short to lie to yourself. (laughs) (laughs) That might be my catchphrase.
0: (laughs) Life is too short to lie to yourself. Dang. (laughs) Put that in a bio. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: Thank you so, so much for coming and being here, URL. I look forward to many times hanging out IRL, many more times IRL than we've hung out at URL, but happy to just be in your presence regardless.
1: Let's motherfucking go. Likewise. Thanks, Jack. I feel like I learned mm-hmm. a lot from you and how how you engage in in just like having conversations here and I mean in the many conversations that we've had, but the more to come, mm-hmm. too. It's very cool Definitely. how aware you are of the other person. So,
0: oh, thank um, you so well, much. But also,
1: like, aware of yourself. Okay, bye.
0: Thank you. <laughs> I learned a lot from you, too. All right. Yes, yes. We're going. Listener, thank you so much for being here. We'll see you later.
1: Peace out.
0: Hey there. All right. You made it to the end of the podcast. Thank you so much for listening, for your time, for your attention. We hope you really enjoyed it. And, you know, if you're interested at all in getting involved with Tribly in any way, especially if you're an artist interested in learning more about what it's like to release a collection in partnership with Tribly or what it's like to utilize this technology, reach out to us. You can reach out to us anywhere. You can hop in our Discord. You can find us on our socials and shoot us a message. All right. Have a great day. Thanks so much. Peace.